You're listening to Pulse 95. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Welcome back to the second hour of Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Now, we are about to meet the head of 1971 Design Space, Fatma Al Mahmoud, and finding out more about 1971 and talking to her about their collaborations and exhibitions happening now at Abu Dhabi Art and Dubai Design Week. Make sure you follow us on Instagram Live for all of the details. Pulse95 Radio, that's where we're at. And do send us your messages and comments and texts. We love getting them. So much to discover today on Life Beats on Pulse95. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Yes, it is time to welcome to the studio the head of 1971 Design Space. It is Fatima Al Mahmoud. Welcome, Fatima. Thank you, Sally. So great to have you with us today. Now, uh, 1971 is not a place that I knew about. I have to be completely honest that I didn't know that it existed on Flag Island. Uh, So you need to take us back. Tell us about it. When was it established? What is this place? Because last week uh, we had Radim Al-Halaqi, we had Dr. Huda uh, Smithaisen in here as well. Abi Faris talking about the latest exhibition you've got there, which is Rasim, all about uh, bringing Arabic typography into the 21st century. It's amazing. Uh, Fantastic stuff. But um, so take us back a bit about you know, what is 1971? Why was it created? Why was it established on Flag Island? Um, uh, so 1971 was established in 2014 and we had our first exhibition in March 2015. Um, uh, multi, uh, 1971 is a multifunctional design space dedicated to the display of and discussion of all forms of designs uh, from interior design to graphic design to architecture and more. Uh, the space aims to be a design hub in the region and um, what we'd like to do is uh, we'd like to support and the emerging UAE-based designers and designers from the region too. And we've had external participation such as the Dutch Design Week, the Istanbul Design Week, Milan Design Week, where we presented works of designers from the region here. Fantastic. That is incredible. I mean, already, this has only been going since 2014. Yes. Um, and in 1971, being on Flag Island, it refers to, you know, the whole idea of the UAE Federation. True. Um, so uh, I love the idea of that. Uh, but you're doing some really innovative things and you're really looking forward um, in terms of design, uh, which I really love. We're about to talk about in a few minutes um, about uh, what you're doing at Dubai Design Week and what you're doing at Abu Dhabi Art, some phenomenal work, phenomenal work. Um, But tell us about that. What does it mean to be a hub for art and design uh, here uh, in the region for you guys? Um, We'd like to be the platform in which we get to showcase the works of designers based in the UAE, based in the region, with um, having a program built around what we curate as exhibitions. And so what are the, some, of the, some of the exhibitions? We spoke about Lassam a little mm-hmm. bit uh, briefly. 
But what are some of the the biggest exhibitions that you've had and the kind of artists that you have brought through both internationally and from here in the UAE? Um, if we are speaking internationally, we collaborated earlier this year with LMB Gallery based in Barcelona, uh, where we had a designer in residency program with the, the with the designers uh, who came in and had the residency um, of creating artworks or design works that were based from the Sharjah markets. I love that. It's just because it's like, you know, these are, um, we're going to talk about this, the the glass. Yes. Uh, there are glass pieces and, and lots of glasses that have mm-hmm. been kind of collected. And, and tell us a bit more about that. Why did you decide to kind of go through the Sharjah markets? Because if you, if you do, like, for example, in the heart of Sharjah, I love all of these shops that sell all of these bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of like, it's like a flea market yeah. kind of idea. You know, where you have unique finds that might be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years old. True. But they're amazing. They're amazing pieces. So okay. tell us about that. Okay. Uh, so the designers who work with Glass are duo designers, uh, Yumoto, uh, by the Spanish designer Javier Munoz and the Italian designer Federico Tosco. Um, so when they came in for their residency, um, they've all, they've always worked with glass materials, which are everyday objects. So where to find the everyday objects within the Sharjah, uh, within Sharjah is at the Sugal Irani, as we call it, uh, in Sugal Shanasiya. Yes. Yes. So at heart of Sharjah. So, uh, they've transformed these everyday objects by combining them, putting them together, like, um, a, a water glass uh, or the um, um let's say the shisha the glass from the shisha, shisha yes that holds you yes. know the the, the water and everything mm-hmm. else yeah 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 i don't know the exact name to that so. <laughs> neither do i <laughs> so but yeah. they're beautiful glass objects they are they did what they did is that they've extracted these glass objects from within each other and transformed them within like combining different pieces together i love it i know and what they did was um what i've seen on your instagram if you're not following 1971 on instagram go and do it right now because you'll discover some really cool stuff there um but so they had uh, you know lots of different pieces that they've Mm -hmm. made there was like a tower yes that they did as well where it was just glass (laughs) and you're like you kind of look at it and you think that is gonna fold (laughs) it's not gone (laughs) it's stuck properly so it's not gonna fold but um another interesting thing about the these pieces that they've created they call them the trophies collection Mm-hmm. And um, they've named them based on inspirations during their residency. There's one called Zahid Strip, which was the taxi driver who drove them around. There was Flag Island. There was Al Bahira Sunset, and um, other interesting names. I must, I must say. I love it. And so they've taken this art actually, mm-hmm. and what they've done, uh, they've put together a whole new art, uh, art, uh, 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 a new artwork for. It's all about Sheikh Zayed. This yes. is in Abu Dhabi Arch. You can see it right now. Mm-hmm. It's mm. on display until the 17th, uh, which is Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so this piece in particular is um, something that the designers came up to me and asked me if we want to do something in calligraphy, uh, what can we do? And given that it's the first year, it's their, the first time for the designers to be around, they've been seeing the 
the Year Upside logo all around the country. Of course. Yeah. And um, they've asked me, what's the story of the founder of the nation who has the portrait and the logo? So I told them, you guys should dig him up and look into what he's he's done. Because if it wasn't for Sheikh Zayed, we wouldn't be where we are today. You guys wouldn't have been here too. So um, after researching into Sheikh Zayed, they came across four words that could um, go back to what Sheikh Zayed did. Uh, so it's dream, believe, dare and do. Without these, Sheikh Zayed wouldn't have done wouldn't have established the UAE and where it stands today. Yeah, which I love. It's like those four words. That is actually the installation that yes. they've created. And it's in Arabic. It's not in English. And it's the, in the, Arabic. Yeah, the words so, are are displayed in Arabic. So, Ihlam. Hilm, Jur'a. Hilm, Jur'a. Iman, Amal. Iman and Amal. Yes. And they've actually, what they've done, this is so beautiful. They've um, taken the, the glasses mm-hmm. And created them into the shape of the words yes. in Arabic. It yes. is so so beautiful. Why glass? Um, well, each designer has has a medium that they prefer to work with, and Yamoto only feel comfortable with glass. Really? Yes. Interesting. I wonder if it has to do with reflection, with um, you know. I think it's lighting and the colors you get out of glass yeah. is is what they what they admire most about working with glass and they don't customize the glass these are things that are already exist in terms of color and shape it's just a matter of combining them together or sticking them together in a certain way it's incredibly innovative it is so so beautiful check it out Abu Dhabi art that is where it is on display until the 17th of November. Until the 17th of November, Manal to Saadiyat, Abu Dhabi Art, get down uh, there and see it. Our booth is uh, CP07. Uh, we're in the community partners section. Community partner section, get down there and go and see it from 1971. And it is, of course, a collaboration with LNB Gallery, all the way from Barcelona. So this is very, very cool. I love these collaborations that happen, you know, between uh, what's going on here mm. in the UAE and also those uh, internationally because you come up you you find uh, some wonderful wonderful projects happening and this is how you can uh, discover them we're going to be coming back with Fatima in just a moment talking about what 1971 is doing at Dubai Design Week that's next on Life Beats Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Amazing things going on in the world of art design this weekend. If uh, you, it doesn't matter what emirate you're in, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's everywhere. Incredible! Sally. It's incredible. We were just talking about um, uh, the Burda Festival that uh, just happened mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but big things are going on in Abu Dhabi art at the moment. You've got a 1971 exhibiting. Uh, some beautiful, gorgeous pieces uh, that they've done in collaboration with L&B Gallery, as we've just been talking mm-hmm. about. Um, but now we are moving to Dubai Design Week uh, and Fatima Al Mahmoud is here with me. She is the head of 1971 Design Space. 
which I so, so love. If you haven't seen Rasim, you need to get down there. Oh my goodness, some incredible works uh, are down there. It's all about Arabic typography yes, and, and taking it into the 21st century. Uh, so um, in addition to the posters uh, at Rasim, we've got the two newly commissioned pieces by Abdel Design and Anim Al-Halaqi, who was, I believe was yes. here last week. Yes, to talk I more love about. her work so yeah. much. It's an amazing, it's an amazing piece. You have to actually experience it and walk through the piece. Uh, with Abjad Design, it's a piece where you get to hear it and walk around it to get more, to get the insight on it. Let's just say that. It just takes, you know, Arabic and language off the page. True. It's a whole new experience mm-hmm. of language, of storytelling, of Arabic, of typography, like you've never experienced before. So yes. you have to get down there and do it, don't you? Yes, you do. I love it. Uh, the show runs until January uh, 19th. Yeah, but don't leave it. Do you know what happens with me? Yes. When when we go, okay, so we're right now we're what, in November? Yeah. And um, then somebody goes, oh, yeah, it's on until January. And I'm like, yeah, I've got plenty of time. No. You don't. Go this weekend because before you know it, January is going to be here and it's going to be closed and then you're going to regret it, okay? So just do it this weekend. Prioritize. Yeah, definitely get down there. Um, but uh, Fatma, Dubai Design Week. Yeah. Tell us more. Thulus. This Thulus. is so interesting. Okay. Uh, so this year uh, in 1971, um, as 1971, we decided to present Ali Al Mazrui, an, an Emirati interior designer, um, as part of the downtown design editions within the Thuluth of Al-Argoub, which is a sand dune in, um, in Arab, in Emirati. So. That is so interesting. I didn't realize that that was the, the reference. Yes. So it's Say th- it again. Thuluth. So Thuluth, um, the backstand of, of the majlis, acts like Thuluth of Al-Argoub. And Al-Argoub is the sand dune in Emirati. That is so beautiful. I just learned something new because I knew that it was inspired by the sand dunes. <laughs> but there you go. That is that's the proper terminology in Emirati, right there from Fatma. Yeah. Uh, so Alia's majlis um, um, is done in 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 a way where it combines contemporary seating with the Emirati seating in terms of height. So she took all that into consideration when designing her pieces. Um, so it's a playful piece where you can actually do the setup in a way where you would want it. You can have one of the small chairs around the bigger sofa because the bigger sofa does not have a backstand, uh, a backrest all over uh, around the piece, just on one side. Uh, so I'd invite people to come in into our stand, which is at the downtown design editions and experience the piece because you've got two uh two kind of um single chairs yes and you've got the sofa as well mm-hmm. the sofa is plush it is it's velvet. in fabric yes it's in fabric. velvet fabric it's a metallic it's a metallic velvet fabric yes it's gorgeous it, you know you look at it and just think i need to be on that couch right now um, and it's pretty comfortable, I must say. Uh, it looks extremely comfortable. Along with the wooden with the wooden smaller chairs. And that is the thing. The mm-hmm. two smaller chairs are made out of wood. And yes. they've been carved out? They've been carved out, fully fabricated in the UAE. That's amazing. Like, what was the idea behind making them wooden? Um, what Alia wanted to do was to relate 
her experimentation with materials to the color of sand mm-hmm. and um this is the reason you can see that the bigger sofa is done in that brownish orangish m- metallic color and then the wood can relate to the brown color the brown color in the sand it's so interesting but is it comfortable yes it is because it looks so incredibly beautiful it is, it is very and comfortable that, you know you just kind of look at it and you think is this going to be comfortable but it just the organic forms are mm-hmm. just gorgeous and you know would be spectacular in any space so yeah. this is this is what you want people to go and check out at dubai design week yeah. and when is it happening so uh dubai design week start uh, the downtown design took off on the 13th mm-hmm. and it runs till tomorrow the 15th uh so i'd advise uh, you guys to come in and check it out today and tomorrow take a seat yes yeah. <laughs> uh so the doors open from 12 to 7 uh, sorry from 12 to 9 to n- and then tomorrow also from 12 to 9 absolutely beautiful i love it amazing uh fatma al mahmoud it's been such a pleasure going through all the of this the pleasure is mine so Sally. The, lots of different things going on with 1971 make sure you check all of them out and they can get more details uh, at your website yes at our website and our instagram page along with our facebook page too absolutely do check it out thank you so much fatma Thank you Sally. Much appreciated and so much to look forward to. Uh we'll have more for you on Life Beats here on Pulse 95 next. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Talk about radio. It's Pulse 95. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. We're going to be talking jewelry. I need to talk jewelry for a moment because uh, this is one stunner. Uh, this is the pink legacy diamond. Did you did you see this? It sold for a world record price. So this is a rare pink diamond that has just gone for fifty million dollars at auction. That is a record price per carat. Why this one? Because. Uh, this is called the Pink Legacy. It weighs in at just under 19 carats, and it was bought by a U.S. brand, uh, of course, the very well-known U.S. brand, Harry Winston, at auction in Switzerland, in Geneva, and it's priced at around 2.6 million dollars per carat. That's a world record for a pink diamond because it's this the most stunning pink diamond I have ever seen. That's according uh, to the Europe head of auction. Uh, house Christie's and it had been valued at between 30 to 50 million before the sale and uh, was bought after only 5 minutes of bidding it's uh, the diamond's newest owners have uh, rechristened it the Winston Pink Legacy so um it was once owned by the Oppenheimer family who formerly ran the De Beers mining company the diamond was referred to as quote one of the world's greatest diamonds by Christie's international head of jewelry Rahul Kadakia he says you may see this color in a pink diamond of less than 1 carat but this is almost 19 carats and it's as pink as can be it's unbelievable he says it really is uh, i can't stop looking at it just in case the husband is listening maybe he wants to you know <clears throat> thinking about gifting some jewelry or something 
this might be it. Uh, it was graded as uh, fancy vivid. It is the highest level of color intensity for a diamond. So it's a rectangular cut stone found in uh, a South African mine around a hundred years ago and has likely not been altered since it was first cut back in 1920s. In 1920, uh, the Christie's had said. So finding a fancy, vivid pink diamond larger than 10 carats, it's virtually unheard of, the auction house uh, has been uh, saying. And the auction price of the pink legacy diamond sold at Christie's annual Magnificent Jewels auction beat the previous record price per carat. Uh, because in November last year, an 8.41 carat pink diamond sold for $17.768 million in Hong Kong at more than $2.1 million per carat. Just an unbelievable piece of jewelry. I'm so in love. I'm so in love. Uh, maybe this is something that you have seen. Let me know. Is it something that you would love in your collection? I would say yes. Absolutely. Why not? Um, moving on to other uh, health news as well. Have you seen this story? Fat clogged cells uh, can explain why obesity can cause cancer. It's a new discovery that can explain uh, why obese people are more likely to develop cancer. We're going to be talking about that next on Life Beats. This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. It's a Shasha story. Life Beats. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. So, it appears that my husband was listening and I'm going to be uh, getting the Legacy Diamond uh, over the weekend. <laughs> he actually texted me. He said, yep, all right, no worries. I'll get it for you. $50 million. <sighs> That's nothing. I wish. If only. All right, uh, talking health now. And uh, this is an amazing discovery that scientists have made at Trinity College uh, Dublin. It's a new discovery that could explain why obese people are more likely to develop cancer. So a type of cell the body uses to destroy cancerous tissue gets clogged by fat and stops working, uh, this team of scientists have said. Obesity is in fact the biggest preventable cause of cancer in the UK after smoking, Cancer Research UK says, and more then one in 20 cancer cases, about 22,800 each year in the UK, are caused by excess body weight. So experts already suspected that fat actually sent signals to the body that could both damage cells uh, leading to cancer and increase the number of them as well. Now, the Trinity scientists have been able to show in Nature Immunology Journal how the body's cancer-fighting cells get clogged by fat. This is what happens. It gets clogged by fat, and they hope to be able to find drug treatments that could restore these natural killer cells-fighting abilities. You want them to, to be able to, to be fighting cancer, but they're getting clogged by the fat. This is a big deal now. So Professor Lydia Lynch said, a compound that can block the fat uptake by natural killer cells might help. Uh, and she said, we tried it in the lab and found it allowed them to kill again. But arguably, a better way would be just to lose some weight because that is healthier for you anyway. And Dr. Leo Carlin from the Cancer Research UK uh, Beetson Institute said, 
Although we know that obesity increases the risk of 13, 13, 13 different types of cancer, we still don't fully understand the mechanisms underlying that link. Uh, so he says this study reveals how fat molecules prevent immune cells from properly positioning their tumor-killing machinery and provides new avenues to investigate treatments. So a lot of research focuses on how tumors grow in order to find metabolic targets to stop them. So this is a reminder that we should consider the metabolism of immune cells too. Amazing, incredible discovery. There you go. Just one more reason to lose that excess weight if you've got it. 13 different types of cancer, incredible stuff. There you go. And that is how we're going to end it. Hopefully you can get out in the incredible weather this weekend. Get out and about. So many different events. Uh, get walking, get exercise, enjoy. Take a big, deep breath. Enjoy the sunshine. Have a fantastic weekend because that is it for us here on Life Beats. We are going to be back again from uh, Sunday, 10 a.m. Sunday, uh, with more on Life Beats. If you want to get in touch with the show, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you think, what's happening. Lifebeat at smc.ae. Say hello. We would love that so much. Don't forget to afternoon cut it from one. And of course, uh, future talks from two. Yellow home from 5 p.m. So much more coming up on Pulse 95 Radio. Have a great weekend and see you Sunday. This is Pulse 95. It's a Shasha story.